Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are back. It is dumb money. We are dumb money. And it has been quite a minute since we've uh, been on a regular schedule. We want to set the new year off on the right foot. And uh, by start, we're, we're going to, we're already six days in. So uh, today we are playing catch up. We're going to fill you in on everything that's been going on since our last live stream nearly a month ago. We're going to be diving into the live chat, see what you guys want to know. Stocks, crypto, NFTs, startups, our goals for 2022. Anything goes today. It is a red day in the market. My portfolio has been beaten up, but we do have a big trade, our biggest trade of 2022 to talk about. And I did see some predictions in the chat, some people saying that we've probably already sold it. No, no, I can tell you that I haven't even bought it yet. This is totally a Chris Camillo move. He's going to have to convince me on this one. Of course, uh, YouTube's almighty algorithm has completely forgotten about us. So if you don't mind, take a second, smash the like button. It really do. It really does make a world of difference. Uh, over on Hey There Dave here, I gave a dollar per like to Team C's, and that video got over a million views. So obviously, I've never come close to that. Smash the like button. Help Dumb Money get there, too. Chris, Jordan, uh, let's... Where, where's the button? There's the button. Man. I, Dude, Dave, it's been like a month. I don't know. We might have done, we did one episode on Wolf Game and like, I thought I was out of the, you know, I've had all these medical issues in my family the last month and one thing after another. And I thought I was digging out of my hole. And then we did that episode and my whole family got COVID. It was, it was, and I, I didn't get, I didn't, by the way, I didn't get the kind that everyone else is getting where you have mild flu symptoms. Cause I'm triple, I'm vaxxed, I'm boosted. I'm taking vitamin D, K2, zinc, C. I'm taking all the stuff, right? Everything. So that when I get it and I got it, I would have like a light version. Yeah. Dude, I had 18 hours of 104 degree fever. I thought I was dead. And I, I, I was pretty positive that I was going to be the guy who's like the middle age, kind of healthy guy who is vaxxed up and everything, but he's still in the hospital that freaks everybody out because we know we occasionally hear about someone like that. I thought that was going to be me. And then thank goodness yeah. I woke up one morning and it just like, boom, I was like 80% better like right away. I'm so happy about that. But it, it, I have a random question here. You said you're taking vitamin K2. What are you taking? You know, uh, well, uh, what's the brand? It came no, from Chase. So, like, there's look, I know way too much about vitamin K2, unfortunately, but there's only one that's actually beneficial, and that's uh, if it's mannequin four. So, it's MK4, um, is the specific okay. uh, so just make like if it's derived from natto or a plant source, it doesn't actually do anything, it has to be derived from an a from an animal source. Generally, butter is the best way to get it, but. Okay, <laughs> now I'm glad you're telling me. Anyways. Maybe that, Jordan, maybe that was the problem. Maybe I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't really getting my K2. No, well, I, I know what K2 happened. does is it helps with vitamin D3 and testosterone to help drive, you know, uh, like bone building and things like that. So it helps activate the D3 and the vitamin A that you take. Anyways, so that's a But, but Jordan, I know exactly why I got a bad case. And this thesis yeah. I've been hammering down on for a year and a half, and then it happened to me. It's all about the level of initial viral load, right? And so I was with my daughter who tested positive the entire day. It was like a daddy-daughter day in the car with her literally all day the day she tested positive, not knowing she was positive until later that night. And I must have gotten the biggest initial viral load. So even though I had all the vax and all that stuff, it took it took like a, a day and a half for me to like start to kick in, right? And so yeah. I think everything I've heard about, like viral load, the initial amount you get is super important. And I just got, I got screwed and my whole family had it. It was, it was miserable, but guys, this has been the weirdest time for investing I've had because I've been thrown off my schedule, my investing research schedule. Um, and I, for some odd reason, like I got into some weird kind of investment research and I'll talk about it on the show today. I'm kind of excited to talk about it actually. Um, I have three trades I want to talk about today that I made for the new year. Three three big trades, and I'm pretty excited about all three of them. One is an equity, and two are NFTs, and I, it's a theme in NFTs. It's not just like, we're not just talking about NFTs in general. I have a theme that I'm investing in. I want to discuss that today as well. I, but, I definitely want to hear about that because... And Peloton, we need to talk about Peloton, guys. There's so much to talk about. And I'm, I I have not done any trades in 2022, but, you know, we can talk about some of the tax loss harvesting I did at the end of last year. Uh, we can talk about, I did a YOLO option play at the end of last year, just saying, well, I, this is either going to be additional tax loss or a gain. I doubled my money 
in on accident in Tesla. So uh, that was that was quite a move. Um, How did that happen? Crypto trades. I'm just looking through at all the things that I've done, and I kind of want to talk about, and I want to get your uh, your takes oh. to rebalancing for the new year. Like I was looking Wait, at my crypto portfolio and it's kind of out of whack and I, I want to see how I want to get back to normal. Wait, are we going to talk about the insane meme coin, meme token trade that me and you did, Dave? Jordan, I don't think you did it. Did you do it with us? That we're already up like over 10x in three weeks and I think has potential to maybe, I, I hate the concept of even talking about a meme coin on YouTube and pumping something that's this small destroys me inside a little bit. Like I don't want to do it, but I'm, I invested a, enough into it that I feel like I can't not talk about it because I'm excited about it. It's a fun one. We should, we should talk about it, right? I mean, I don't know if we should even mention it by name. We can talk about it. I just, I, I, I'm like you. I don't want to. What's weird is there's like coin. a semi-legitimate coin that has almost the same name. Well, Jordan, I would argue that this is semi-legitimate. This is actually a meme coin that has, um, you know, a plan to bring substantial value to hang, hang all on. I just saw a comment it, that my, I had the wrong microphone on. They thought it was my laptop, and they were right. Thank you. We have the best audience. They know that we're going to have a technical difficulty the day we come back because nothing is set up the way it is because we were traveling. Everything was in a box. Now, uh, now, how's that, everybody? Does that sound better? Yes. Uh, uh, by the way, guys, before you start, I, there's people already kind of like uh, give me a hard time about NFT talk. I want to explain something. The NFT conversation we'll have in this in this episode is is durable. It's meaningful. It's not NFT fluff. Okay, I, I think you'll appreciate it once you hear about it. By the way, that Wolf Game episode we did. Did you guys see what happened to Wolf Game? I'm up. Do you guys, I'm up six hundred thousand dollars in Wolf Game, six or seven hundred thousand dollars. Are you serious? Since How's that, episode, that even possible? Since that I invested three hundred thousand and three fifty or something like that, and it's over a million dollars. And and I, by the way, that... I've already started to exit uh, parts of that position because I'm in. I have too. I do not want to own a million dollars of Wolf Game. That is too much Wolf Game for me. Uh, so I I started selling some of my wolves. <laughs> Uh, and it's, dude, it is what a ride that's been. That was, that was honestly a great call. And we don't, we don't speak about NFTs unless we think there's something super differentiated, um, super durable. And, and we think there's a real opportunity. And by the way, that's a good time to say we're not financial advisors. So we're sharing what we're doing, not saying that you guys should do it. We're not financial advisors. We don't understand your risk tolerance. Um, Talk to an advisor if you need to. Make your own decisions. Do your own research, guys. We're going to share everything that we've been doing, everything that I'm doing. I put a lot of money in some speculative high-risk bets for 2022. I'm going to reveal them today. I'm going to talk. I think I'm going to talk about the meme coin. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you what it is because I think. Are you going to talk about both of the meme? We're, we're literally in two different meme coins right no, now. No, I don't want to talk about the second one because I, I just don't really believe i only invested in that one because some other people did and i don't want to talk about that i think that would be that i'm not comfortable talking i only about invested that. in that because you told me to and i didn't so tell I you to i told you <laughs> yes, i was doing it yes you 100 I, I told did. <laughs> i told you i am doing it here's why i'm doing it but it's ridiculously speculative but i'm gonna do it because listen the last one we did together is it's been insane let's just let's start dave can you tell me how you doubled your money in tesla First of all, uh, oh yes, I, I basically I bought some uh, calls at the just expiring on December thirty first. It's a you know I, I bought the calls and then set a sell price at double my money, and Tesla was right in this you know I you know I'm not a technical trader, but I watched a video <laughs> on YouTube and someone was showing how oh, this is going to be a breakout. And I said, well, I might as well put a hundred thousand dollars into this you know speculative trade because I could use a hundred thousand dollars of uh, tax loss. It wouldn't. It's not going to. I mean, I'm not going to get a full $100,000 credit, but it's almost like I'm using a little bit of free money. And uh, it literally, it, it took, um, so I bought the uh, December 31st 980 calls for $107,000, and I sold them for $214,000 a couple Dave, days that's later. amazing, man. And Congrats. I did the same thing in Amazon, not nearly as big because I, I didn't watch Is that when it ran video. back up to 1200 Dave? Uh, yeah, that's where it, it it just it just did that pop and it was right. just right in that it was either going to break through or not break through and i was like yeah this seems like a fun one i did the same thing it, in amazon i bought uh the 
December 31st, 3,500 calls, and those did not work out, and those uh, expired worthless, but I Dave. was way less conviction on that chart because, you know, I'm so good at reading charts, and I only put $9,000 in that one. Dave, you should have talked to me because my entire Amazon position is is um, hedged right now with puts. Is it? Okay. Yes, and, and I have... I have some like data that is indicative that Amazon might not have had as good of a holiday quarter as people are expecting. And I'm concerned. I just have a concern. I love Amazon. I'm, I'm not selling my Amazon, but I wanted to hedge my Amazon position uh, going into earnings. I'm just nervous about this holiday quarter. I don't I don't understand the narrative yet, but I think it might have something to do with people like finally getting excited about going out to stores again and malls. Now, I know that hmm. in the last couple of weeks, people have kind of withdrawn from that. But for the holiday season, for the first time in a couple of years, they might have pulled back on their online purchases. So I, I don't know that that narrative is correct or not. It's a thesis. Uh, I, I have some data to support it. I did hedge my entire Amazon position, uh, and it is still hedge. I also, for people that have been following me on Twitter, they are well aware, and I've talked about this all the time, I've hedged my Peloton position every quarter of the last few quarters. I have since sold almost all my Peloton uh, temporarily. Uh, it's, uh, listen, I'm, I so believe I'm, in Peloton. I need, to, I need to talk to you. So did you just hedge with puts? Is that basically it? I hedge with puts. Buying, I've, buying I've been hedging puts. with puts every quarter. About 65 to 70% of my position been hedged with puts uh, the, almost the entire way down from 160. Uh, and... I finally made a decision, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, month and a half ago. I was I was tweeting about this and talking about this. The Peloton data looks horrifically bad uh going into the holiday. I mean horrifically bad. And when it for it to look that bad in a quarter when they are discounting their product unlike they have ever discounted it before just scares the hell out of me in the short term. Bottom line is Foley got way too optimistic. Uh, he, he listen. He, he was expanding the company. I get it. He's making all the moves, but he's way too optimistic. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a good quarter. I don't like the risk reward this quarter on Peloton. I still love Peloton. I plan to massively get back into Peloton. I know it's dangerous not owning it at these levels because I have just such a small amount now, maybe five percent of my original position. But I'm I'm going to take the risk and wait it out. Uh, and and put my money back in the Peloton when I start to see something positive. I just need to see something positive. Right now, it's scaring the hell out of me. I also saw a uh, uh, request for us to talk about Robinhood. That's a stock that we invested in pre-IPO, and I was just <clears> talking <throat> to Jordan before you jumped on, Chris, before we went live, um, about what we've done with our positions that we, we finally got distributed into our brokerage sold accounts. all of it i've sold 100 percent. i think i'll double check that i've sold 100 percent of my robin hood i'm kind of happy i did based on what's going on oh my gosh robin is down to 15 bucks yeah i'm glad i did We're just uh, underwater from our uh from our actual pre-ipo purchase price um is that where it was like team bucks yeah it's right around is right around 15 ish i think um i'm happy to be out of hood uh, but I will tell you this, I have a trade, guys, that will be at some point this quarter, I think could be the most exciting trade of the year. I have not made it yet. I will also talk about that probably on today's show. Have well, not made it the, yet. What about the Robinhood crypto wallets? I just saw a comment come through about that. Uh, like, I'm, I'm holding great. it. I think I I still like Robinhood. I would buy Robinhood at these low prices. What, what I, I'm have no issue, price. I have no issue with Robinhood. It's just a matter of timing for me right timing uh information that i think the market is not seeing and i'm not sure that there's anything that exciting at robin hood right this moment we'll see how the crypto wallets do uh, i think there's a similar trade not robin hood that we can talk about uh i'll just talk about it right now i i, I think that coinbase is in a position uh probably in april this year when they release their nft marketplace i think it could be the biggest liquidity event that will ever happen to the NFT market. Um, I And I think people are just not seeing it. I, I think people are really underappreciating what 
their NFT marketplace can do. Uh, I understand the sentiment right now of OpenSea users, which are all of us, a few hundred thousand of us that trade NFTs. We are desperately wanting Coinbase's NFT marketplace to be a success. We desperately want to get off of OpenSea. Everybody hates OpenSea, <clears throat> but that doesn't even really matter because the truth, Does of, everybody, the truth like, of it is- Do they hate it or Robinhood do they, do they just like hate it because it's their their only choice, really? I mean. No, Dave. It's it, it's it's absolutely terrible. It is the the it the front end is the glitchiest site. You cannot have a transaction oriented site. Isn't there another? Is, there's another marketplace. I forgot the name. Of it, but it's a lot smaller. There are there are a couple, yeah. but they're just they're not. No one's on them. Honestly, even if we don't move over, and we will move over, people will move to Coinbase. Coinbase has, I think, 3 million people on their wait list for the NFT marketplace. 3 million people. There's like 300,000 people globally trading NFTs right now. And there's 3 million people waiting to come on board with Coinbase. And I think that number will go up 3 to 4x uh, by the end of this year. I think we could have 10 million people trading NFTs on Coinbase if they do a good job with their marketplace this year. I think that and that alone, um, in addition to what I believe will be a healthy crypto market this year, Coinbase is one hell of a potential trade. It, again, it's about timing, right? Um, what's happening this quarter with Coinbase? I haven't made, I haven't done my research enough to know if I want to get into it now and risk this quarter's numbers when what I'm really trading is next quarter and beyond with the NFT marketplace. And so that's why I am in, I am in Coinbase. By the way, I, I did get more Coinbase, but the big trade. It could be a Peloton style trade. It could be a seven figure options trade that I make in Coinbase. I'll tell you if I make it, um, it probably won't be in the next 30 days. Now, is anyone going to just buy OpenSea? That sh that seems like the logical way to get into NFT. No, they're going to go public. Um, Are they? But uh, yeah, the, uh, OpenSea, OpenSea will go public. Um, and maybe, maybe listen, maybe they'll fix their issues, right? Uh, I don't know. But right now they haven't fixed them yet. And to tell you how irritating OpenSea is, there are major collections that are doing hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in transactions that are not verified on OpenSea. And for the common person going on OpenSea trying to find these collections, and you start to type in the name of the collection, you see all types of just fraud, okay? Fraud. What is going on at OpenSea that they can't take what's a top 30 or 40 uh, <laughs> NFT and ver and verify them. It's it's absolute insanity. I can't even imagine the cluster that's going on at that company. People are getting defrauded every single day because of their incompetence at OpenSea. It's it's actually my when you look at how much money they're making. Do you guys know how much money's been traded in NFTs in the last four days, five days of the first five days of the year? It's like in the billions. It, it it this has never happened before. We have traded more money in NFTs in the last four days than we traded in the last six months. That's how active the NFT market's been in the first week of the new year. And OpenSea is just getting all that money. They're charging, I think, 3% on every transaction and they can't fix their front end and they can't figure out how to verify substantial NFT. Uh, like it, 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 It's mind blowing to me, mind blowing. I hate them, I hate them. So, uh, Anyway, so that, yeah, that, that's a rant, really and that's a, that's, a, <laughs> that, that's not a trade. That's not a trade I've made. Let's talk about the trades right now. I I want to talk about the first trade that I think we all made, whether you realize it or not. You might have forgotten. I think you made this trade this guys. year. Uh, okay, it might have been the last week of last year, but we traded. I, what were we talking about the last half of last year in multiple episodes that we loved so much? Well, like, I think we just wished NFTs. it was a. We wish it was a no. We wish it was a pure play here to trade this company, but they were part of another larger publicly traded company, and it was just hard to trade them. Uh, we love Dave. I'll, I'll show you. you know, what did you buy? I don't. I don't even know what you bought. I don't know. These guys right here, dude. Hey, dude. <laughs> right. Oh, the oh Crocs. Yes. Oh, no. Our hey dudes, dude. So. So what was so amazing is that I actually took profits in Crocs because I had to delever my account. I was at like 80% margin. I brought down the 10% margin. And so I sold Crocs. Crocs got hit. And then it got really hit hard when they acquired Hey Dude. Why did they get hit? Because yeah. nobody on Wall Street understands chart. Hey Dudes. No one understands <laughs> Hey Dude. It was a monstrously big acquisition that freaked everyone out. 
who is a Crocs investor, right? And I understand it. They're like, hey, you guys have a good thing going. Why are you spending billions of dollars to acquire some random like sandal company that we've never heard of that has a weird name? Meanwhile, we know, hey, dudes, I've been studying the company for two years, wanting to really invest in it. I think it was a genius acquisition by Crocs. Um, I think we'll see it over the course of the next year. Um, I think Hey Dudes is in a better place now than they've ever been. I also think that Crocs has the perfect distribution model for Hey Dudes. I want to say somewhere between 40 and 55% of all Hey Dudes are sold D2C e-com, right, online. Crocs has distribution, brick and mortar distribution, that is so perfectly suited for the summertime shoes that Hey Dudes is, right? I, 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 here's what's going to happen this next year. Crocs is going to go to all their distributors, all their retailers, and say, hey, we would like you to start carrying Hey Dudes. Here's why. Uh, they're going to show the data. The data is phenomenal. Like the D2C data on Hey Dudes is phenomenal. And they're going to buy it. And they're going to display it right next to Crocs. And they are going to expand distribution for Hey Dudes globally. And they're going to kill it. And this is going to be, in my opinion, a massive win for Crocs. And nobody sees it. And listen, after that after that price correction in Crocs, I had to get back in. And I did. And I think you guys did too, right? Didn't you? So you I already did, had too I, much Crocs. I bought some Hey Dudes uh, leading into the winter. But I didn't buy more Crocs because even after this massive pullback that we just saw on the screen, uh, it's still like three and a half percent of my portfolio. So I didn't I didn't sell Crocs the way you did. So I didn't have to buy more. I'm just in Crocs. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm back in Crocs fairly heavy. Jordan, are you in Crocs? Did you get no, more? No, I am not. I might buy some. I've been thinking about buying some. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. I bought other things instead, but... Sure. Uh... <laughs> All right, so what what have you bought, if anything, the last few weeks? So not a ton, but I have in this last little bit of uh, panic selling, I bought some PayPal, and I bought me some Google. Um, and I'm thinking about going bigger. I mean, these are both like little tiny positions, but... Uh, <laughs> Why? Um, Why? I just think they're just so... With Google, um, <laughs> they're just kind of like a fairly... I just feel like it's a nice conservative easy uh high cash flow company when you know when they were down four and a half percent yesterday why wouldn't you take a stab at that right they're trading at like 23 times earnings 24 pretty i mean it's just they're just kind of like a vanilla stock paypal um they're, they're stock uh, that's probably in everyone's portfolio whether they right. know it or not but i just i haven't had yet. in a while and so i thought i'd pick some up so in case anyone was wondering uh Vanilla Jordan is back in 22. No changes. Vanilla baby. No changes. <laughs> Vanilla Jordan, conservative, you know, good PE. Like, like he, you're back, man. Hey, listen, it is what it is. I, I, yeah. you know, you feel good about it. Like, look, is that thing gonna a... double? No, it's not gonna double from here. But I think it's, I think it's a pretty safe play to have some money in. I like Google. I mean, what's wrong with Google? Google accounts yeah. for uh, trying to scroll over here. Two and a half percent of my portfolio. Yeah, <laughs> I like it almost as much as Crocs. Yeah, um, and I'm thinking about selling my Apple. What? Um, I'm doing it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? I just think it's it's Why? run too much, right? I mean, it's just it's out of control. The the price on this thing. No, you don't care about price. I just think everything that everything just that's because... out there that I invested in it based on is known, right? These, you don't think they're I'm, worth the, the biggest reason that I've invested is because of the M1 chip that came out. A little over a year, year, few months ago, and so uh, I feel like that's played out now. Okay. Oh, so you're actually applying like you know our kind of our information kind of parity exit strategy. And for those of y'all that are watching yeah. for the first time today, you know we are a social arb channel. We kind of kind of invented social arb trading, which is all about investing when there's an information imbalance. You feel that you have some piece of information that the market doesn't see. Uh, or doesn't appreciate or underappreciates, and you exit the investment the second the market fully appreciates that piece of information. So, Jordan, what you're saying is for you that was the M1 chip, and I'm it's right. kind of cool to see you applying that methodology. Well, that's the only uh, reason I bought know. back into Apple because I had sold Apple, um, yeah. basically because I thought that everything was known about it. The M1 chip came out, and I, all the nerds went nuts about it. The mainstream media yeah. didn't really understand that, and so that's why I bought back in. Um, and then now I, I, I remember that you had out. conviction. You you had you had conviction at the same time. Yeah. 
Jordan, I mean, I don't know. Like, like we'll see. There are other things happening with Apple. I, and and I, I think that people are probably maybe underappreciating Apple's position in the marketplace to capitalize on Web3. Uh, they don't talk about it a lot at Apple. Uh, we know Facebook has changed their name to Meta. But reality, I think Apple, uh, I think hardware is going to be incredibly important for Web3. Uh, and I think Apple is beautifully positioned to be a hardware leader, I'm sure that they're working aggressively on it. I actually had a friend tell me that his friend at Microsoft, uh, who's a developer, said that every meeting at Microsoft, all they talk about is Web3. Like, that's it. In Microsoft, that's all they're talking about at <clears> Web3. <throat> and that basically tells me that every meeting at Apple, all they're talking about is Web3. And Apple, uh, being a hardware company, I know they're laser focused on that, and I believe it's just a matter of time. It could be years, obviously, that we, the market will start to realize that there is a monstrously big hardware opportunity as well as a network software opportunity with the app, the Web3 app store. And I don't mean gaming guys, but when Web3 becomes more of a reality in a few years, and Apple has that strong ecosystem and can actually bridge Web3 to the masses. I think I think they'll be in a leadership position to do that. Um, that said, can I talk about how I'm leveraging See, my social I kind of arm? disagree there just to throw a counterpoint. And I think that yeah. Web3 for some of these companies is a major distraction. And the reason for this is that just from the technology standpoint, like you're talking about trying to build applications on something that wasn't intended to build applications on top of. And so I don't have any problem with um, cryptos as they're kind of designed to be. But when you start building tra like you know, transactional systems on something that can barely handle the transactions that are happening right now, it just doesn't really make sense, especially for a big public company. Now, I get that they're trying to buy into the hype and see if they can um angle into some of those dollars that are going in there i just don't think it's the best yield time these guys and so that would actually lead me maybe to sell my microsoft i i i listen i i can't speak to microsoft but i i think i'm a huge believer in web3 i i think it's like everything else in that it will take a lot longer to come around but when it does come around it's going to be a lot bigger than we ever imagined it could be and part of the reason why is i've kind of immersed myself in the web3 world the last few months and I'm, I've become so just entrenched in it and I see it so clearly. It's so addictive. Uh, and I'm an old guy, right? Like if you're a kid, you're kind of already fully immersed in that Web3 lifestyle, whether it's, you know, Fortnite or Roblox, you, they completely 100% get it. Uh, they, you know, a lot of these kids, the next generation, they extract more joy in life. Uh, being able to uh, express themselves in a multitude of ways in, in a Web3 environment. Uh, I kind of they agree, wanna, Chris. They, they want to spend their money there. A lot there. of these Web3... So it seems like everything's backwards, right? Because it's... So I'll take case in point, the internet computer, right? Um, so that was a big project. Probably still is a big project. Um so what seems to happen is that they all, they start out with the coin, everybody gets hyped up about the coin, the value of the projects in the coin. Um, and then they start building once they have enough money because of the coin, whatever, how all those economics work. But in the case of the internet computer, uh, basically everybody that was involved with the project uh, that was going to be developing, it seems like they um, rushed to sell out once any hype happened. And then what's the incentive to keep developing on this project, right? And so... I just, I'm trying to have a, I kind of have a hard time in the order of operations of incentives on some of these things. I mean, there's no real rules about, you know, holding periods or, you know, once you have these coins, you <laughs> they're yours, you just sell well, them out. Um, okay, it seems, well, I, so I've seen some of these things kind of blow up because of that. I'm not against the concept. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's I a few things going, going on. on. I've just seen some bad incentives happen. Well, yeah, can we not... agree that there will be a, a dirty period of creative destructionism uh, that will last for years until it gets figured out, right? But I Maybe, think it's yeah. it's it's an it's an it's inevitable, and I think what we're seeing right now with pudgy penguins. I don't know if you guys followed that story last night, and it's still happening today. Uh, the community basically is getting rugged. It's a monstrously big community NFT community, and they're in the process of having the community take it over, and they're getting bids right now from good actors who have supported the community who are like, you know what? 
I'll take it over and put millions of dollars of my own money into it. Uh, let's bring this back to the community. I, I think it's amazing that they're taking a vote right now to oust the CEO of Pudgy Penguins because the community has the rights in their bylaws to do that. And so a bunch of NFT holders are actually voting last night and today to oust the CEO of the company and potentially sell the entire company to one of their own community members who's extraordinarily wealthy, who is so passionate about it, one of the largest pet Pudgy Penguins owners, who now wants to take it over himself, invest in it himself, uh, because he's just so in love with the love with it, right? I mean, I, I think it's such a beautiful thing. Um, I don't know how it all ends, but I think the Web3 concept, the decentralization uh, is inevitable. But I do agree with you, Jordan. In the interim, there will be way more blowups and failures and fraud than positive stories. But I do believe that will figure itself out over the course of a years and i listen i don't know exactly how apple uh will will kind of wedge their way into it but i do think at some point hardware and hardware alone will be incredibly important have you worn jordan the uh the facebook uh uh oculus headset yet have you done any of that stuff yet no i have not you should definitely we got one it's, for the holidays and it's it's the day you did it right yes and it's like mind-blowingly cool I did it like a long time ago and I haven't really done it since I, I didn't end up buying one, but I, I'm going to buy one. They're actually, it what was so fun. What uh, retail for Chris? What are they, like a few hundred dollars? Uh, it's cheap. Uh, like three, 300, 350. Here's the okay. thing, Jordan, like I, like that's I, I did right? the Oculus. Well, listen, Jordan, we're not even in 1.0 territory yet. Like right. when I put this thing on, yes, my mind is blown, but that's not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking, I know how technology moves and I'm like, oh my God, in five years, in seven years, in eight years, this is going to be so mind-blowing. It's going to change everything, absolutely everything. And I am watching, see, I am so knee-deep in these NFT communities. There is such a sense of joy and connectivity within these communities that you will never understand it unless you actually see it for yourself. And when you give these communities a place, a physical place, I would say physical, like a Web3 place to interact, which is what is going to happen later this year for the first time with all these Web3 universes they're building out for Bored Apes and Cool Cats and all these places, like it, you're gonna see something happen that has never happened before, which is people around the world are going to spend hours a day doing things with each other in these web three environments it's so addictive it's maybe the most addictive thing i've ever experienced in my entire lifetime more Chris, addictive than gambling instead of uh instead of doing this i'm gonna go get a help headset and then you and i can just talk in the metaverse it, it, we're be almost so there, better than Dave, the like, old web 2.0 internet we're on right now but here's the problem with the headset dave it's heavy it's bulky. Oh, but they make it better I, like, every I, year. I, I, the, the, this year's is even better than the one that I tried last year. Yes, but what I'm getting at, Dave, is it gives you a glimpse into the future, but it's we're not there yet. We're not even close yet. But can you just do I the am, cardboard I, thing where you have your phone like in your face? Not the same. Yeah, you, the you can same. do that if you want to participate and not own the hardware. It's not the same, guys. Guys, where we are today is not where we're going to be in a few years. I'm telling you, I have. I want to say this very clearly. I have absolute conviction, and I mean 100% conviction, not 99.9. .9. I have 100% conviction that Web3 and the metaverse is the future. We can debate whether it's five years or 50 years or 150 years, but I would bet my life on it, okay? And so I'm spending 30 to 40 hours a week doing kind of metaverse Web3 research right now for my investments. And I think it's time well spent, even though we're incredibly early and the creative destructionism is going to happen and almost all of these things are going to fail, right? But if you can pick an Amazon, if you even get a small piece of the Amazon of Web3, um, I think Web3 will be so much bigger than anything we've seen before because all commerce moves into it. I, I have seen firsthand my kids wanting to spend roughly 90 to 95% of their money inside of Fortnite. This went, this went on for three or four years and that stopped. And now I guess Fortnite's becoming a thing again in the last few months. And all of a sudden they're wanting to spend all of their money in Fortnite. Like I'm telling you, this is bigger than big. So 
that said yeah i want to say something too like i yeah. generally have been you know frowny face about nfts and for the most part i am on just like the the gifs and the jpegs and things like that i actually do think there's a future in these technologies and i think that uh, if you're just brushing them to the side because you just hate nfts or whatever that that's that's the wrong, um, you know, probably the wrong view in the long term, because I do think there's there's enough people working on this stuff um, that there is something going on here. And so you need to understand it. Uh, maybe the application that's out there for NFTs doesn't suit you right now, like it doesn't suit me, but that doesn't mean that I'm against it. I am wildly for it. Um, and I think that there's going to be um, some new applications of these things that will make more sense. Yeah, well, I don't know what well, the I don't know what the winner. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, we're we're already seeing that. We're already seeing that yeah. that there are you know people are actually using these smart contracts for things that they were intended to do, right? And using NFTs as I, I think it was Gary V who uh, on a clip I saw said everybody whether you like it or not you're going to be dealing with an NFT. Everything that like every concert ticket that used to be a scannable barcode then a QR code. That's going to be an NFT, an airplane ticket. Everything that you have that's a one of one, one time use thing can be minted as an NFT. I was, when, when you uh, on um, Uniswap, I was providing liquidity, and the thing I was doing was actually minting an NFT that had the, the contractual balance of the liquidity I was providing and the shares that I was, or shares, tokens that I was contributing. All of that was wrapped up in an NFT as the mechanism to provide this liquidity to a marketplace. So there's like all of these things that are possible and we're just at the very, very beginning stage of even thinking what that's gonna be like. And I think we have two separate things. One is the technology that allows you to do things and the other is the technology that allows you to interact with people and like have these experiences. So I think I think both are, are directions that are the future and I think that companies like Apple are going to you know, they're not going to probably be the first to come out with something. They're they're probably going to come out with the new improved version that everyone wants. All at least all the Apple fanboys want that version of whatever their glass product is. Instead of the big Oculus headset, they're going to want the one that Apple put their logo on. And, and maybe maybe it will be Oculus 8.0. Who knows? Hey, um, so, listen. Um, but anytime I talk for too much, this uh, this chimichanga wants to be a part of the show. So uh, she's just scratching at me, trying to get up here. So Jealous. that's that's what this is on my desk here. It also helps with the sound. It, she's a good sound absorber. <laughs> but listen, guys, we're investors. So I, I have no idea what the winning Web3 universe looks like in 10 or 15 years. But I do have a pretty good idea of what the winning uh, Web3 uh, you know, metaverse might look like over the next two to five years. Um, I'm starting to get quite a bit of conviction in what that might look like. And it's all about, uh, you know, call it GameFi, right? So it's all about play to earn, uh, own to earn, but basically play to earn games. Um, I have absolute confidence that the first metaverses that have some level of massive scalable success that are able to monetize in a really meaningful way will be games. Um, so I've spent the last few months studying most of the play to earn games to see where the big opportunities would be. Um, we already had a show on Wolf Game. I already mentioned in today's episode, I had a major investment in Wolf Game. It's done exceptionally well. I now have seven figures of wolves and sheeps and land and wool. In Wolf Game, I've already started to exit some of that. Uh, because it's just too much. It's too much, way too concentrated in one game that could fail with one bad move. Okay. Yeah, and of, of and I, I have to say, as far as the gaming aspect of it, I get that that's going to be a huge component, but I don't want to invest in something that I have to understand the game mechanics. You in don't. Order to you, do don't. Well. you don't. You don't. You don't. And that's the thing that, that you, you don't. Can I just you buy don't. some wool and then sell some wool the next day? 100%. But, but listen, for me, I, I I am not here, you know, pushing Wolf Game because, like I said, that was an investment I made a month ago or a month and a half ago that I'm actually in the process of taking some profits in. Um, when I look at gaming, where I see the biggest opportunity, can you guys take a guess how many players were playing Neopets at its peak? Do you remember Neopets, yep. guys? Yep. 
take a guess. How many players around the world were playing Neopets? One billion players. It's simultaneously. No, that's Rick's Dave. One million. Uh, 25, 25 million. So there were 25, <laughs> 25 million uh, players uh, that were actively playing with Neopets, grew, you know, growing their Neopets, taking care of their Neopets, uh, building out their Neopet communities. Um, there is an NFT um, called Cool Cats uh, that I have been watching for months that I believe is ideally positioned to capitalize on culture, the just the everything that made Neopets a success for 18 or 20 years. Uh, I believe they can recreate that on the blockchain and actually do it better than Neopets. The team behind Cool Cats, uh, they are the most family-friendly, kid-friendly, female-friendly, friendly to other <laughs> NFTs. Like there, I don't know of a single person in the NFT world that doesn't respect and enjoy and compliment uh, cool cats, whether or not they own them, where a lot of the other NFTs kind of have, you know, they could be very bro oriented, very male oriented, right? They could turn certain people off. Uh, they could be controversial. Cool cats is basically the Disney of NFT. Um, they are 10,000 generative uh, cats uh, made by an incredible, incredible artist. Uh, and they have been considered a very close to blue chip NFT uh, since they came out last July. They're kind of right behind uh, Bored Ape, uh, right behind CryptoPunks. I sold two of my CryptoPunks that I bought for like $30,000 a piece for $300,000 a piece, roughly. Uh, so I cashed out of $600,000 of CryptoPunks and I bought 14 Cool Cats. Why did I buy Cool Cats? Cool Cats is building out Cooltopia. Cooltopia is a Cool Cat metaverse that will Talking house about a place a I never want to go is Cooltopia. I think you'll rethink that, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Cooltopia will house the Cool Cat game where you will have not Cool Cats, you will have Cool Pets. So Cool Pets are coming to be, air, they'll be airdropped through eggs that you have to kind of, you, you grow your eggs, right? And they'll hatch Cool Pets. Uh, that's happening later this month. Uh, probably 20,000 of them from what I can tell. And this will be the birth of what I believe will be one of the largest blockchain games similar to Neopets. And the in-game currency will be called mm. Milk. They actually have two currencies. One's called Gold that will trade uh, in Matic, which is a much uh, has much less friction and is essentially free to do microtransactions on. And they also will have Milk that will be Ethereum-based and also transferable into you know, Ethereum and cash, right? So what's really interesting about this is you will have a game similar to Farmville, similar to Pokemon, similar to Animal Crossing, and similar to Neopets. Those are kind of the four key games that they're modeling this after, in addition to numerous other games that the developers Those are four things that I want years. nothing to do with. Continue. You don't have to have anything to do with them, Dave. <laughs> Let me finish, okay? So here's the thing. The only way to generate in-game currency. The currency is not going to be owned by the devs. The currency is going to be owned by the people. Then how do you generate them? Cats will generate them. So if you own a cool cat, that cat will produce milk, okay? The other way to generate in-game currency uh, is to do task in the game, right? And you could win uh, in-game currency, right? So that's kind of where the gamification comes. What's so amazing about this is we've already seen this take place with Axie, which is the largest play-to-earn game. I want to say that Axie's in-game currency is already valued at something like $6.5 billion in total. Yeah. And that yeah, currency as, as a token, is... I like Axie. As a something that I'm going to personally figure out how it works and uh, mint you these things. Don't I realized if I was in a... There are third you world don't. countries where people play to win and they're making a living wage in their in their country, right? That's something that I don't even want to walk into that room you in the metaverse. You don't have to. You don't I understand. Have to I don't have country. to. And I won't. Don't worry. That, don't so worry. Here's the thing. 
if for anyone that owns a cool cat, and I'm not saying for people to go out and buy cool cats, but for anyone that owns a cool cat, your cool cat will produce milk, and the milk is transferable. How does, how does that work? How, do, do they milk the cats? This is a very odd concept to me. You do you do not have to the be fuckers, there for the milking process, Dave. You could you could be a passive milk generator by owning cool cats. Okay, but here's what's so Dude. great. So if you have a cool cat you will get granted a cool pet for free, okay? And that cool pet, you don't have to play with that pet. You can instead take that pet and put him in the pet daycare where people that want to play the game, unlike Dave, will actually rent your cool pet, play the game, they will earn in-game currency, and that currency will be shared back with you as the owner of the pet. So Dave, imagine owning real estate, like a building where you don't have to do anything but click a button one time to say, manage my real estate, and there's no headaches, there's nothing, you're just earning income. No air conditioner uh, this, to go out that you have to replace. Yeah, no air conditioner to go out. That would be the way to do it. That would be the- um, I'm doing it. The real that's estate investment trust of cats. Chris is the rent taker. I, I'm the rent taker cool cat. Now, here's the thing, guys. So and, wait, and, if listen, I buy a cool cat, will you manage it for me? There's nothing to do to manage it, Dave. You literally don't have to do anything at all if you don't want to. I don't have to send it to, to a daycare. I can just like just buy it and have it sit in my wallet. And it, I never, never knew I was supposed to do anything. That's cool. That's cool. You could just put it in daycare forever and just make money. Just have, just have Ethereum is, sent is to you. Is daycare constantly. the same as my wallet? Because I don't want no, to go it's, on their website you have and to, put it into you have daycare. To, Click, click a button. You're the most tech-enabled person I know. You click a button, put them in daycare, and set it and forget it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I, have actually, I have actually fallen in love with the Cool Cats community. And I, I am not a gamer. You know this. I am not a gamer. I intend to play this game because I love the community that much. I really do. I think it's... And you I think have what lost your mind. Creating, it's not the type of thing where you're going to spend hours a day playing the game. All I'm saying is I will, I will take one of my pets and so play are, the are game. Are these some good ones that you got? I, I see you it, tweeted this. So here, yeah. So here's the strategy that people don't seem to understand. They're starting to understand it. Your cool cat fits in a tier level. They have cool one, cool two, wild one, wild two, classy one, classy two, exotic one, exotic two, okay? That's already so more than I want to know. That's that's more than I want to know. I'm done with this as an investment. I think you need to start it. a gaming channel and you and like some, like maybe get your kids involved and you can talk about cool cats all you want. Can we talk about ways to make money? Yes, I just listen, I'm telling you how to make money. I'm telling but you how I'm going to make money. I've already lost how interest. you to make money. But you can do your own research. But here's the thing. Each 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 level up is a different tier has more points. The higher the tier level, the more milk production your cat will generate. Also, when they come out with the next generation of cool cats next year, <laughs> if by having a higher tier cool cat when you breed your cool cat to breed new cool cats, you'll probably have a higher tier bred cool cat. So what I've been doing is looking for the floor cats, the cheapest cats at the mid to higher tiers. So most of my cool cats are in the wild two to classy two level. I have a couple exotics, but I bought the cheapest cats in those tier levels to maximize the amount of milk I can produce per dollar spent on cool cat. Now, my goal, and I'm going to state it right now, this is just one of the games I'm doing. I'm in other games as well. My goal is through play-to-earn gaming, okay, by picking the right games, I want to generate between just half a million and a million dollars a year in passive income. I, that is my goal this year, is to, to assemble a stable of gaming NFTs and, and that generate in-game tokens that are transferable to the equivalent of roughly okay. half a million so to what one we'll do, million what we'll do dollars a year. For future episodes of Dumb Money, we're going to allocate 60 seconds for you to talk about your cool cats and how much money you've made. But that is it, because I can tell by the comments, everybody smash the thumbs up if you agree with me. We have... 336 to 18 now. So I can okay, actually so let see me say this. Uh, Can I just say this? When we did the Wolf Game episode three weeks ago, people didn't like that, guys. I've, 
I'm up almost a million dollars in three weeks on Wolf Game. You guys didn't like that, but you know what? Some of the wolves that I bought, my my Alpha Seven Wolves, uh, a Gen Zero for two point three ETH, are now going for twenty three ETH. You know what that is? We're treating this episode ETH as a DAO. Smash the thumbs up if you want to move on. Dollars. Smash the thumbs down if you want Chris to keep talking <laughs> about cool cats. Okay, fine. Let's not talk about cool cats. Let's talk about our meme coin that we're in. <laughs> <laughs> no let's i might i might let's leave not here let's not <laughs> luckily luckily okay. we're gonna have to save that for another episode because we're coming up on a, uh like we've been chatting Fine. for nearly an hour look at all those thumbs up can, can i talk about a, a reward i'm gonna give someone in the community what i would like I'm for you to do to is give. literally i want you to start another youtube channel where you can sit and talk about cool cats all day maybe instead of shoes in the background just get get a poster of a of a big blue cat and you'll be good you can have your cats on, just like, we should be, this is a poodle market right now. This is not a full, full bone poodle. This is a quarter poodle market. That dog cost you money. My cool cats are going to make me money. But anyway, um, I will say this. I want to uh, give away uh, $500 to the person that first mentioned uh, the uh, stock trade that we did last month that I lost a lot of money on. I know that seems crazy, okay? Um, but D2, DTC is a symbol. Remember we spoke about that one? DTC, I no longer own it. I took that a loss. my tax loss harvesting, by the way, Chris. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Solo brands, they, came, they crushed earnings. For those of y'all that didn't remember, this company about like 75% of their revenue are these solo, what are they, Jordan? Like like basically like solo little solo mini so fire they make, Yeah, they've got solo stoves and they've got a few other brands. So, but they're, I yeah. think like 80% of their revenue uh, solo stoves. Yeah, they came out with, they're a newly IPO'd company. They came out with earnings and absolutely crushed earnings. I think they crushed guidance. They a, it was a like, beat and raise. It was your standard beat and raise. So they beat, beat and raise, just like we thought it would be. Their guidance for the next year. And then the stock everything twenty percent the next morning. <laughs> yeah, they, and they, I'll tell they you beat why. Earnings They're... by nearly nine percent, beat on revenue by yeah. about two percent, and then uh, decided to talk about how how their expectations were higher. Yeah. So so guys, I lost a, I lost some money on it. They're a micro cap, and what we learn about micro cap stocks, small cap micro cap stocks, is even when everything goes your way, a single fund, a single owner of the stock that's looking to liquidate their position can mess up the game for everyone. Here's uh, the other we don't thing, know for that sure one, that's though, it's only been public for so long that people could have just been looking for excuse to get out and it... No, no, it's new it's newly IPO Jordan, but right. it, you yeah, could have had IPO for like a month and a half or two, three months and we yeah. uh, so Totally. So listen guys, I, I don't care. I'm going to say right now that was an outstanding uh observation by someone in our community. Yeah. Uh, Leon or any of our other mods, if you guys are watching, if you could just help me figure out who that was that in, that surfaced that in the community, I want to Venmo them $500 today. Um even though I lost a ton of money. So like it's not about whether the trade worked or not. It's about the fact that someone in our community did a high conviction report brought it to my attention. I thought it was an outstanding observation. I want to reward them for it. And anytime I see someone in the dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord community put together a high conviction report that I think is really interesting that I would have missed otherwise, uh, that I end up trading, um, more often than not, I'm, I'm just going to Venmo you some cash to, to show how much I appreciate that. And I'll do that all year. So I really encourage people to get back in the Discord and put together your best ideas that are social ARB oriented, meaning this is something that you saw that other people quite don't see. It could be a trend. It could be a product trend. It could be a TikTok trend that is connected to an equity in some way. Um, I don't care what it is, as long as it's something that you see that you think other people haven't seen yet, that we can monetize through a trade, that our community can monetize through trade. I want to compensate you for your research, okay? And I, I think, you know, that's the one thing I could do for you right now. Uh, so please go in there and, you know, surface some more things. Guys, we will be talking about equities. We want to have a heavy January of at least two shows a week, primarily focused on equities. But I'm going to, listen, man. I have He's too excited of dollars to, to I, I will get a special 60 second countdown as soon as you go crazy talking about your NFTs. You really do need to start another YouTube channel because I can tell you're, the passion you have, non-fungible Chris could be the name of the show. Okay, but Dave, here's the thing. When we started this channel, 
very few people cared about social arb because it, it wasn't a thing. Only we knew about social arb. But once they realized, okay, I made $30 million last year, social arb trading. What if I make $20 million this year, NFT trading? All of a sudden, people are going to be interested in it. It's not about staying like set in one place. As a social arb trader, you have to go where the opportunity is. No, and, and opportunity... I get it. And I think, I think that cryptocurrency is probably closer aligned with what I'm comfortable doing these this gameplay and in-game tokens and milking cats not for me. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it with your If this is. could make you millions of dollars, you'll start doing this and so will everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yes, dude. It doesn't matter. It does no. not matter. It, it, it's it's whatever the wherever the if, opportunity is. If I can is, make right more now, money milking cats than I can in the stock and crypto markets, then yeah, you you might can get to convert me. But there's so much money to be made in things that I actually understand. There's this is easily understandable and but... money to be lost. So quick recap of the: I have not placed a single trade in 2022, but I did sell three things to tax loss harvest at the end of the year. Toast Ooh. is toast. I still like Ooh. them as a company, but I have a nice loss in there. Yeah. So I'm waiting waiting for that uh, magic yeah. magic uh, month. Um, on On, I sold. On Holdings, the shoe. Oh, did that drop? It dropped for me. I don't I don't know where you bought it. But oh, I, I never it, bought it was, that one. So. It was down for me. And yeah. a company that I was surprised I was down in, but I was down big enough to, I don't think they're going to have some miracle... Uh, 30 days, I sold Square. Mm. Love Square. But I actually had a loss in Square just because where I That's where I bought back in and yeah. uh, lost money there. But yeah, I made, I made more than... Harvesting was mostly those um, uh, what is it, SPAC uh, car companies. <laughs> those did not fare well. Yeah, but your overall, I'm sure you were, uh, like my my gain loss for the year, I'm, I'm owing a lot of taxes again this year, even though I did I have, have those... I had, Seven Spanx. figures of gains, um, though. Jordan, I still am a huge believer in the lithium, the lithium trades. I'm. Oh, I've got that. I didn't LA, sell that. That's I've still got. LAC is one of my biggest yeah. positions. I want to. I want to clarify something uh, for Yit Shahan, who kind of ripped me about how we've destroyed the main dumb money channel. Oh, oh, I think they're talking about the main one, which is yeah. startups. Okay, the main that's one fine. is. That, oh, yeah. That's true. That's it's true. Um, okay, let, I do want to say something though. Part of the reason why. I have removed my focus from equities very recently, the last couple few months, and I'm, I'm doing more NFT stuff uh, with this passive income is because we're in an environment now that where the macro is dictating market movements. So that is a negative for social ARB, right? Social ARB, the best case for social ARB trading is when macro, you don't have to worry about macro movements, meaning interest rate movements, uh, inflation, uh, all the stuff that's moving the market right now that people are worried about. Whether you pick the right trade or not almost doesn't matter with these market fluctuations. That's a negative for me. Okay, I like investing in equities in as a social arb trader. When if I'm right about the equity, meaning the information that's driving the equity movement, the market isn't going to screw up my trade. Right now, we're in a high risk environment to go long or short in equity based on information because the market is kind of dictating the way everything moves right now. And it's really frustrating. And there's a little bit less of that happening uh, in the NFT world. And also, like I said earlier in the episode, we have one of the largest tailwinds we will maybe ever have in the NFT market, which is Coinbase NFT marketplace with 3 million people sitting on a wait list. When it launches in April or May, we are talking about not millions. I think we might be talking about hundreds of millions to potentially billions of dollars of fresh liquidity coming into an NFT space that will initially only have 20 to 35 um, NFTs uh, in the Coinbase marketplace that are approved. Now, they'll eventually bring all of them on board, but that's a lot of money chasing just a very uh, small number of NFTs. Are you back in the Coinbase equity? I am, but I'm th I'm thinking about placing a massive trade on it at some point this quarter, Jordan. Yep. Um, I'm not ready to do it yet for the reason I just gave. The macro market environments are just too volatile, and yep. I don't want to have a levered options trade on Coinbase if the market takes it down another 10 or 20%, right? I'd rather wait a bit. 
So we'll, we'll have episodes dedicated to that. I am still looking at equities. I just see tremendous opportunity, social ARB opportunity in the fact that we're dropping milk and pets in the next couple of weeks, two to three weeks. And by the way, when I made this move in Cool Cats, the floor was 6.7. The floor today is over 10. So no, I thought it's it was nine up, today. I thought, I thought I looked at it today. Uh, nine, nine. It might drop to nine, nine. Uh, but the bottom line is, my my seven hundred thousand dollar investment, six seven hundred thousand dollar investment in Cool Cats is already up thirty five to forty percent. So I'm already up a yeah, quarter no, right. of a million dollars in two weeks. Um, so I know I know we like to laugh at the at the this, but but listen, if it was if it was something else, I would do it. It just happens to be these cats. I'm not like I am a cat fanatic, but that's not why I'm making the. By investment. the way, I don't think they're talking about the cats like milk. I think they're talking about the milk that they would drink, right? I don't know. Why else would a cat produce milk instead of consume milk? It seems like they've. Well, they could drink it and produce it. I think just milk is generally oriented uh, towards the cat's universe. But again, listen, guys, I'm spending so much time in these in these communities that I have tremendous alpha. I had tremendous alpha on Cool Cats. I saw it coming. I wish we were doing episodes. I would have shared it earlier. I had tremendous alpha on Wolf Game that I shared with Unity. Um, But everyone needs to do their own research. and, and but by the way, if you guys have good trades, do a high conviction report. The community is not us. We're here to hopefully inspire and just help guide and help report and comment and debate and and really be the moderators of this community. Uh, guys, you, you're smarter than us. You you guys see a lot more than us sometimes. So I'm gonna pay you to to come up with good ideas. Uh, I'm gonna pay someone today 500 bucks. Okay, so like please. Uh, put your ideas in little one-page high-conviction reports if you see something great, if it's social arm, and, and, and we'll, we'll help comp you if we like it. What else, guys? Oh, are we not going to talk about the meme coin? Are we not going to talk about it? For real? No, I think we should say, I think we should do an episode on meme investing. Can we Can we do it tomorrow? Are you talking about it? Are you just pumping? Are you now a meme coin pumping? No, no, listen, I, th- <laughs> I'm going to talk about the risk way more than I'm going to talk about the pump on this meme coin. But I want to talk about it, Dave. Can we do it tomorrow or if not the next day? This yeah, is, I can, this is a tomorrow. pretty substantial, pretty substantial trade. Or, or you me. can I, do it on I, your, it could be the, it could be the premiere episode of your new uh, pump channel. Stop it. You can, you right, can I want have, to say this. Hey, I think it should be a TikTok channel, Chris, <laughs> and it could be all about, uh, about your no, because I don't want to do anything. It took like 45 minutes for him to explain how Cool Cats work. So it couldn't be done in a TikTok. Yeah. I don't want to do anything if it's not what you guys. I I, I just don't, I don't want to do. It. I'm not interested. I'm, it's not fun for me. But I will say this: the last meme coin that I really went in on, if you'll remember, it was Doge at one penny. I tried to buy Doge at one penny. It took me like six days to get my wallet working to where I was able to buy Doge, and I went in heavy at four cents, and I sold almost all of my Doge at the peak of the Saturday Night Live episode where Elon spoke. It was one of the most beautiful trades. So I do have kind of a good track record with, and this is now my second one. And how much are we up, Dave? 8X, 9X in three weeks? Something like that, yeah. right? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, so, was, I was shocked, but I mean, it's it's a very illiquid, small coin that, you know, you got me in because you were on a tech string with people who were, some, you know, early, there, super there's, early. We were I, I in don't the know first... that anyone would, you know, be able to make money on it getting in today. But are you kidding me? There's only 6,000 people that own this coin today. 6,000 people in the entire world own this coin. And the market cap is a few hundred million dollars. That's it. And there's 6,000 people. And there are things that are coming that I think have, like, it's speculative, but it's potentially game-changing for a meme coin. And virtually no one knows about it yet. Um, But the people that are behind it, uh, what they've done so far... This could be one of the most interesting meme coin opportunities I've seen. And listen, I'm just saying, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars in it, but I want people to just take a look and I want them to beat it up. I want our community to play devil's advocate to show me why I should sell this like tomorrow when we do the episode. That that will be the theme of the episode. Tell me why I should sell this massive profit I have. Yes. Tell me why I should sell it because I'm not going to pump it. I'm going to tell you why I bought it. And then I want the community to tell me why it sucks. Okay, is that fair? All right. Tell me why it sucks. We'll reveal what the coin is, and we'll let you decide if we should stay in it or not. Tomorrow? Tomorrow? What is tomorrow? Friday? Yeah, yeah. And Third, we'll just tomorrow. do... Right. I, I, 
I, we have not been on for so long. I love being able to respond to comments kind of in real time. Um, we have to make one announcement, by the way, Dave. It's what really is the important. announcement? Uh, our longtime OG mod, who without him, we wouldn't have a Discord. We, we wouldn't have a community, probably, quite honestly. Leon, I'm so proud of him. Uh, over the course of the past year and a half, two years, you know he's worked so hard to develop independently wealth for himself outside of his career. And he finally got to a point uh, this last quarter where he was able to quit his job and is now a full-time crypto trader. So I just want to say congrats, Leon. Nice. You're finally doing what all what I did many years ago, what Dave did, what Jordan did, that I hope everybody in the community at some point in their life before traditional retirement age can be like, you know what? I'm such a good investor that I've saved so much that I'm going to be able to quit my job. That is such an amazing thing. Uh, congrats. I just want to publicly say congrats, Leon. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for helping the community. And I'm just so happy for you that you're able to do now full time. And and so, Chris is looking for yeah, a awesome. mod on his new uh, pump and dump channel. Stop it. <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for this one we are dumb money uh, apparently we're gonna see you right back here same time tomorrow <laughs>